Good afternoon to all, and uh, thank you for being here. It's good to see a room full of people after a long, long time. And uh, so, and thanks, Piyagaya, for uh, giving us the opportunity to speak. So, a key topic, because a lot of changes are happening in the industry, uh, which I will uh, touch upon, but um, as Christoph reminded, I'll try to leave a few minutes for questions. So. So, so 20 minutes, do two, two, two minutes. <laughs> Thank you. So, uh, yes, seafarer, uh, UK seafarer qualification, uh, modernizing of training and assessment. So, when I say uh, about seafaring qualification relevant to yachts, we need to keep in mind because it comes under Article 9 training, uh, certification, Chapter 7 training, there's a lot more flexibility. So we do not have to wait for things to change within the core uh, part A of STCW to make the changes. So, so that's 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 need to be kept in mind. So the changes that uh, we are uh, doing and why why are we doing it? Because of uh, technological changes on board. Uh, Rod mentioned some <coughs> on the bridge uh, itself because of digitization. Uh, there's a shift from paper-based systems to more, 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 more digitized systems. Then um, uh, decarbonization, there's emphasis on use of uh, green fuels and, and that's, uh, we're seeing a huge number of applications for acceptance, especially on uh, domestic vessels, but more, more on uh, yachts as well. And uh, uh, availability of improved immersive training tools. Um, I mean, we've seen the last couple of years, especially use of blended learning, um, um, use of uh, modular platforms, simulators as well. So, uh, and, and we, we accept now that that could be used in lieu of conventional face-to-face -face training that's done uh, in a classroom. So, if you talk about technological changes on board, well, it started, I guess, uh, was a big thing then, but thereafter since it moved on, now UK HO have formally allow, announced the timeline for phased exist, exit of paper charts starting from 2026. I say from 2026, it's actually from 2023, uh, starting with Australian coast because uh, there's not demand for paper, uh, uh, paper charts. Thereafter, looking at those areas where there's full digital coverage and the demand for paper chart is less. Uh, and, and the plan is by 2027 for the S100 which um, is an integrated system much better than uh, S57, includes the publications in a digital format as well to be, to be uh, approved by IHO. And from 2029, any new ships that um, 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 are delivered to have the new system uh, on board. So, so that's what that timeline says. Um, and, and, and within engineering itself, there's, there's a lot of changes to the workshop skills uh, that's needed uh, compared to what was used uh, many years back. Decarbonization, uh, there's certainly gap in training because people are already using it. What we have done the last um, uh, couple of last year, I would say so, uh, I would say is that we have approved the bespoke training course as and when the company uh, approached us. So, and there was no uh, um, uh, um, collaboration done from the very start. The ship was built, uh, but but the technology is in use now. Uh, there was work done by a consultant for us where, where they identified gaps in the training, comparing that to STCW, 
and uh, suggested the next steps. So next steps being uh, uh, stakeholder engagement with all involved in, uh, uh, in, in such fuels, uh, ship, be it ship owners, the, the shipyards, and the training uh, providers to, to develop, to look at the gaps and then develop training starting from the very basic. We won't go to high level because we don't know yet, but we know uh, hydrogen um, fuel cells are being used the other day um, in the larger service event with a presentation was given on the lithium ion battery and hence to introduce those um, uh, within the uh, small vessel engineering or GSK uh, to start with and thereafter build on that. So that's, it. that's what is needed. So and immersive tools, uh, I won't talk about much but simulator training need to be accepted in lieu of sea service because now if the technology is there, they could be tasked better performed on a simulator um, uh, than uh, while, uh, while at sea because it, 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 uh, it gives us the, the facility to do that. So that's the regulations for that will be in place from 1st of well, early January, uh, which, 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 which will allow us to do different ways of uh, flexibility in, in sea service. And to start with, we have said we will allow one, uh, one is to three, so so a week's uh, simulator time in your three weeks of uh, sea service, so up to a maximum of one month. That is for the merchant vessels, but it will certainly be mirrored for 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 the for the yacht as well. Remote operations, more and more um, applications for. Uh, Operations uh, for unmanned vessel um, um, right now from smaller vessels, but we, we know there's uh, there's other projects where we have received um, interest from bigger vessels as well, up to 72 meters, and and hence the the training for that need to be in place as well. The the working group is there. There's two, the Mass uh, International Group, which has got uh, now eight countries who who sit with us to work on the qualifications, but. Inputting into that is the mass national group, which is, is about 28 stakeholders from um, the industry who are working on developing qualifications relevant to autonomous vessel operations. So what we did a few years back, 2020, was we, we did a survey and we said we will ask the serving seafarers what they felt about STCW. Not surprised, there were a lot of crosses, a lot of uh, things uh, that they wanted to see changed uh, include more of the uh, simulator practical training rather than just the theory training which is just for passing the exam which they will never use ever in their life. So so uh, thereafter there was a uh, maritime 2050 from the government that, that's straight on the line but in that there was a people's road, road map which, which uh, emphasized on the training part. Based on that the Maritime Skills Commission was formed to look at seafarer training and the way the training is done, it came up with uh, 23 recommendations which then MCA took upon itself to form working groups to make the changes and, and there, thereby comes the big picture uh, objectives. So um, I won't go through it in detail but the, the crux should be uh, on leadership, um, <coughs> education not just about ships but the stronger appreciation of, uh, of the business and to enable smooth shoreside transition if they so if, if the seafarer so wish. Um, flexibility for the uh, uh, for the students, not only in terms of the training provider they go to, but also the style of education. If they want to have 
um, five is in the classroom uh, in a week, so be it. But if they don't want to do that, there should be other means available, blended approach with which, which they can pursue the same qualification. And most importantly, encourage to use objective-based criteria rather than the time spent uh, as for measuring <coughs> educational success. Somebody may take um, a, a month to, to learn a specific topic, for others it may be just uh, a, a few, few hours or a week. So, so that should be uh, accounted for. So modernization, uh, Rod mentioned about changes to STCW and it's actually not four years, it's more than that. Rod, <laughs> you're very being very generous. So, so but we uh, can't wait for that for, uh, for us to change things. Uh, we have got the competencies in STCW. On the right hand side, it elaborates on what's required. So there is scope for us to change things, even within STCW. I know the comprehensive review has been initiated. There will be papers put this year by ICS, EMSA. Next year, we are planning to put in a detailed paper based on all the work that's happening with the modernization, evidence-based, to change the way it is. The, 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 I think all the stakeholders agree it cannot be very prescriptive. It should not be a barrier to change. It should be a dynamic uh, a convention which would allow for, for planning to change as the technology evolves. So, um, also, what we are doing, uh, we are uh, overhauling our suite of students training, which is the syllabus. Syllabus will look very different, and the assessment by end of 2020. And that's working groups uh, who, who, who are doing uh, the same um, for the last, for the, since December 2021. So, so, the timeline for that is end of 2000. Uh, 23. So, so just to give you uh, an example, what is being looked at? So these are the templates that's being worked upon. Uh, they are they mirror the STCW. However, questions uh, is being asked as to is this competency relevant? If the, for the training record book, uh, what are the tasks that's related to it, and what needs uh, amending? And how would you modernize or amend this particular uh, competency? So you can see the views from the stakeholders where they say paper charts still have a place, but the weightage need to change. Then uh, on the right hand side, is they say more inclusion of simulated training to give cadets experience of taking a fix. Um, and also, so, so, uh, so um, it's one example, so there's 72 templates, which includes nautical engineering and ETO qualifications. So all of that is being looked at by the group. It won't be a final product, just because there's 12 or 14 stakeholders who have decided that's how it should be. The plan is from November for all of these templates to be um, uh, uh, put out for external consultation for everybody and anybody to comment on. If, if somebody says, if they feel that strongly feel about a certain topic, whether it should be added over and beyond STCW, uh, no issues, then, then, that, then it would be really, really helpful while um, we want to make that change. So, um, updates. As I said, the amended regulations for MCA, the SI, will look very different from January, which gives us the opportunity to make any change uh, quickly, rather than waiting for any uh, uh, regulation to be updated, it's more flexible. It doesn't, it, it's not very prescriptive and, and talk about uh, number of hours in classroom and whatnot. It talks about the overarching requirement, but that, that, uh, uh, within that, there will be flexibility as to how it can be achieved. 
comprehensive review, yes, it will take time, but, but um, um, it's being initiated. Oral exams uh, is a key part of the qualification, but to make the process efficient, we, are, we have been doing um, an online oral exam for the last couple of years because of COVID, but there's, there's wide acceptance that that should be the norm, and it's a norm now. It's not, not a COVID measure anymore, so, so the oral exams will be done online remotely. Um, but what we will introduce is a split part to it to ensure more consistency. Uh, the first part should be uh, will be done online with a proctoring tool without um, uh, uh, any involvement from the surveyor. So standard questions from a question bank, uh, ROR, voyage, stability uh, will be included. To start with, it will be for the officer of watches, officer of watch nautical. Thereafter, possibly for the the master two hundred and uh, UK lapse as well. So it will be in phases. Is a question that needs to be uh, developed. Review of uh, written exams need to be done. It will not be written exams, possibly will not be written exams in future because if, if we are spending less time on paper charts, if we are spending less time calculating manual stability, it should be relevant to what's actually done on board. The assessment should also mirror the passage planning uh, on, on an access and loading or unloading on a, on a stability computer. So, and uh, matters regarding cyber security and other areas which will be very relevant known to the seafarer. So, we, we have got an uh, a officer of watch less than 500 group, which, which, which is uh, about streamlining pathways. Many of the core competencies across different type of vessels are more or less the same. Doesn't matter what type of uh, uh, vessel you work on, the navigation, the core competencies are the same. So, so this would provide an opportunity to allow for that qualification to be accepted for uh, other other type of vessels and a route for progression, possibly all the way to to unlimited COCs. For uh, getting feedback, we right now the only time we get feedback is ever when we go to a college for an audit, go to a training provider, or hear from the students when when they come for an oral exam. But in future, with a digital platform that's being uh, developed, the, the intention is to be a, a, a pathway for a continuous feedback from the student. So the, the, the work that started is on a digital platform, end-to-end -end application uh, and COC, till the time the COC is received by the student to be done online. So they will not be, they, they will be able to apply online. The training provider would be able to issue the short course certificates digitally the students can, the seekers can print it if they want to, and which would then be updated in the MCA system. And thereafter, when 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 a, when a seeker meets all the requirements, they click a button and we can print a COC and issue it to them. So it can't be a digital COC for now because still we still have to do a physical COC. Uh, but in future, it could be digital. At least we are ready at that time. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Take your time. Simulator should be made available to ensure consistency in competency-based training. It's very, very important. At least there should be a there will be a level playing field. Everybody would have done the, the done the same thing. So hence we need to include more simulators because they are available uh, now. So safety papers. Uh, I, I, I mentioned uh, about it. Uh, so digital-based uh, assessment which will um, improve the customer experience and result in delays delivering qualification results in certificates. So right now you do a written paper, it goes to and fro from the center to SQR, IME, and then it comes back and then it takes two months uh, before uh, 
uh, uh, if, if there was to be a reset, but a more dynamic system, questions relevant, and then uh, improved way of um, uh, moderation and assessment as well. And, and the continued uh, demonstration of digital by default and, and, and management process within overview. So in all this, the training record book is a key uh, tool uh, because that's what is used by the, the seafarer on board any type of vessel to do the task. It should be very, very current. There's no point having task in it which is not doable by the, uh, uh, by the seafarer. Or which they or for the training, which 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 is just for uh, as a paperwork exercise. So that needs to that will be digital in future uh, because that's only then can that end-to-end -end, uh, digital journey be uh, accomplished. So again, early days, but but the the, the system will have in, uh, interaction with the my MCA the MCA digital platform whereby the the the, the information the task would be fed into the system and. It can be looked at by the surveyors and the operational team as well uh, for agreeing the sea service. So, so access-based login to the stakeholders, training provider, shipping companies, so that they could feed into the, the, the task done by the uh, training. So in all this, uh, there's some changes to yacht engineering as well. Most in the room will be aware of it. The Y rule for engineers will cease to exist end of this year, and, and small vessel uh, engineering will be the way forward. So the, the, the YCOC holders will be able to revalidate the COC if they fulfill the MSNC 1861 requirements, and they can convert the existing certificate of uh, COC to small vessel uh, engineering COC as well. And the York skills training, which will now be the small vessel engineering workshop skills training, uh, will be in place as well. So, uh, one day did ask me a question regarding entry route for the, the, the non-UK engineering qualifications. So, so that will still uh, stay, that will be the case. So, so I pray that I've been assured that that still will be there. So, so yes, in all this, there's a lot of engagement happening. So, so there's interaction with the stakeholders uh, uh, while the, all these platforms are being developed. I'll be sending in links and uh, uh, questionnaires and the names to, to the stakeholders. So please do, if you, if you hear from, from any of our researchers, um, do give your time, 20 to 30 minutes per session, but it's really, really useful to hear from the stakeholders while we make all this change. So hopefully, I'm on time, so questions. Well, right on time, thank you very much. Thank you. So we have a, a few minutes for question and answers with uh, Ajit. I'm surprised John Weibel is not the first one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I was first. Um, with regards to the oral exam staying online, is that something that there's not going to be any face-to-face -face ever again? So face-to-face -face will only be in a situation where the surveyor uh, or examiner has reasons to believe that it's not being done in the right way for the candidate. Now what we are doing is next month, or probably from October, uh, November, will be starting recording of oral exams. So all exams will be recorded, which then presents the opportunity for the for the um, seafarer to challenge the outcome if they want to. So there will be limited time, five days working this probably we're working on it, and that will be kept it will only be pulled out if 
that was the outcome is challenged. And thereafter, it will be looked at by a panel, an independent panel, which doesn't involve the examiner themselves to examine, and thereafter the outcome will be given. So what we don't want is hundreds of challenges. There will be have to be some caveat, because you can't just expect uh, if it's a no, then so we are finalizing that. But that will be. We've got a list of people who are waiting for the exam to get back to face to face because they don't want to do them online. So that's bad news to some people. They will not accept that. It's just not because majority of the stakeholders they actually like it. Mm. So oh, they're no, they're yeah, the majority yeah, do. But environment friendly as well. They don't have to travel for long distances. Yeah. So. Okay. Thank you. Will training providers have access to sample questions of the pre-oral? Exams to help us so prepare them for that. There's a prototype. There's a lot of dummy version. So I'm sure that will be given. So okay. uh, and and it really mirrors the one. If you've seen the ones which I have sent for the online oral exam, yeah. the 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 platform looks very similar. Obviously, it's Profren tool, and the questions are different. It, it will have six options: one subject area, navigation, say so ROR, six uh, six questions in that. So yeah, fine. We will we will have some dummy questions for training purposes. Brilliant. And uh, can I ask another one? Uh, please do. Um, yeah, I asked you this the other day, um, Adil. So hopefully you got the same answer. But uh, <laughs> training training record books. Oh. Um, C time and uh, the requirement for C time makes the assumption that there's actually learning and that C time is learning time. And as we all know, uh, it isn't, frankly. Yeah. Um, all, all too often. So the training record book. Uh, is really crucial here and matching the tasks and assignments in the training record books so that they actually mean something on the courses that we're teaching in the classroom and online. Yeah. Um, I think you said that the MCA are not going to produce themselves the TRB, they're going to produce the specification for the TRB, i.e. what it's going to meet. Um, am I correct? So, so there's more to it. I can't promise that. The reason is it's a because it's a system which will have interaction directly with government platform. Because e, the TRB will be used by the student, it will have to be accessed by the operation team, and it's a key part of the um, C service. It's a requirement. So it has to meet the government uh, rules for the digitization. So we are having early discussions. Uh, obviously, my preference would have been that it's the best product, regardless how it's uh, produced, but it has to meet those requirements. The safety paper is slightly different because there's no need for any login from MCA surveyor or operation team to look at the result. All we need is data to say that so and so so candidate have passed the, the exams. TRB is slightly different. It has to go through the government digital system assessment and whatnot. So the conversation is on. So I will not be able to give an answer now, but in a week, probably in a month's time, we will have a way forward. We have time for yeah, a couple more questions at the back there. I, um, what is, you talk about what MCA is doing and SCSW, but is anything being done with other authorities to ensure a level of training? And once the changes are done, hopefully we'll have less issues with recognition of tickets, COCs, short courses between flags, between states. Yeah, this I mean, is, I feel, the biggest issue we see at the moment with students. That if they decided to do a course with MCA, then another authority might not recognize it or the other way around. Yes. No, no, you're right. So so we have got the MOUs uh, which is which is as per the regulation 110, but your COCs we, we look at it slightly differently because uh, it's not uh, covered by 
110. It's 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 Article 9, Chapter 7, training. So, but there are countries that we recognize, but only after looking at the training. So to say that. So, so others which we have accepted for merchant ships would have been either audited by EMSA or by us directly. For the yacht, it would have been audited by us. But this includes also the short courses. We're not talking about just yacht COCs. There is a, a, a big issue, you know, if you did a PSC, even a PSCRB course in a certain, or EGDIS, or ARP. Yeah, but, but it's a wide list of countries. We've hardly faced because most, it's all EU countries are accepted, and there's further countries as well, more countries than that, uh, which we accept for the safety training. What we, we obviously do not accept the whole whitelist countries, uh, which we can't, which there is, unfortunately, there is disparity in training, uh, even though the standards are common. So, but if a company has ever come to us to say, look at the training for that com country, because we are getting offices from those countries, then we have looked at that either through EMSA or ourselves, we have said, right, we will look at the training and try to sign an MOU with them. Ghana is one such example where we have signed MOU with them a couple of months back because there were requests for, for, for accepting training from that country. Thank you. Quick one, please, the back one. Thanks, Sajit, again. I've attended the last yes. couple of days. Uh, just to be clear on this, I just want to confirm this. Uh, so as far as I can see, seafarers will no longer be trained on paper charts. That's one question. Is that correct? So, so paper charts are out, so uh, it's, it's, they're going to go more in the direction of EGDIS, correct? More in the direction of EGDIS, but the, the basics need to be, for me as a seafarer, I think if you teach the basics, they've got to be on the paper charts. But the weightage need to be very different. I, I think right now you can say it's 20 and 80. 20% is maybe digital, 80% is paper charts. In future, probably we'll be looking at 80% digital. Okay, so there's the basics. So that is then, uh, with regards to CCW, you have the <coughs> specific and the, uh, uh, the whatever, the general general training and the specific training for EGDIS. Yes. You know? Yes. So I guess uh, for anything which is below 500 GRT yeah. would be applicable the same, right? Oh, for that, yes, because UKHO, uh, and I asked the same question. Because the small vessel sector, they use electronic charts, uh, there has to be some approved or many approved ones available so that uh, there's some commonality. <coughs> so so the, uh, the requirement will then be the same for them as well. Okay. Ajit, are you staying for the drinks party? Uh, I am indeed. Perfect. So if you have any more questions, I suppose I suggest that you, you know, you... Thank, Thank you, brother. Thank you very much, Ajit.